3: Before we jump into the week six breakdown, I want to tell you guys about a new show that is premiering on Blue Wire. Abner Mares is a world champion boxer, he's an Olympian, he's a sports commentator, and most importantly, he is a dad to two little girls. He is beloved by his fans, and he is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Merez, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man that he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, and they talk all different sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Merez wherever you get your podcasts, episodes in English out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Now let's get into the show.
2: What is up, Road of His family? Welcome back to the On the Daily DFS Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at On the Daily DFS. You can find me at Salidoff, and of course, my fellow co-host at Matt Jones TFR and at TJ Calkins as well. We are here to take you game by game through the main slate for week seven. Seven already, guys. Seven weeks in, and none of us are rich. Uh, this week, the Colts, Dolphins. Vikings and Ravens are lost to the bye week. Guys, we just talked about it right before we came on. I had my first 200-plus week. TJ had its first 200-plus week. It banked us nothing because you needed over 250 to 260 to take down the GPP this week. And uh, I will tell you this. I had a a solid cash lineup that that hit at 170. So I won all my head-to-heads. I cashed on all my double-ups. So I had a good cash week. Matt, tell me, tell me something good. Tell me you had a good cash week, at least as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I swept cash this week, um, thanks to King uh, King Henry. Uh, and other than that, I gave it all back with uh, my my absolute horrendous GPP lineups.
2: <laughs> TJ, what about yourself?
1: Uh slight profit on the week uh, showdown in the late game on Monday night. Put me over the top. I was not one of the people tilting Drake. So,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I had the exact opposite. I hit on my two double ups in the the five o'clock showdown game, and I did not cash. I did not have Drake in my lineup for the late game, so that cost me that sixty nine yard touchdown at the end, which seemingly across the fantasy landscape caused people matchups um, on on that play. So. But, you know, listen, we'll get into uh, Kenya Drake and if he's officially back a little bit later in the show. But, guys, we have 11 games on the slate, and we have another five or six 50-plus total games. It seems like that's a weekly thing now. It's just become a normal thing. And uh, those are great games to build around. So we got one right off the top with with the Green Bay Packers coming off their worst showing, facing off against the Houston Texans, A over-56 total Listen, this is guaranteed to be one of those games that people are going to be building around. I think we have four of them, I would feel, on this slate that you could build around this week. Uh, Rodgers coming in as the fifth highest expensive quarterback at $7,000. to the 26th ranked QB defense. uh, He rushed for a touchdown last week, got up, did a very odd little three-pump pelvic thrust and then played about as bad as you could play uh from that point on and he dropped down $500 this week so uh Matt let's just go to you right away cash games is, is you don't like you don't pay up for quarterback that's right so i'm going to say no there's no chance you have Adam Rodgers in your cash lineups but uh what's your opinion on the bounce back this week
3: um yeah no i think i think this game like what did he score in scott fishbowl that's what i really want to know minus one
2: nine, minus point one six, I believe.
3: Oh, I thought it, I I was hoping it would be a little worse than that. It might be. Right. It
2: yeah. might have been worse. It was definitely negative.
3: So if you if you didn't fill out your lineup, you would have been better off. Yes,
2: correct. <laughs> he was better than Baker.
3: Well, yeah, I can confirm. This, this is true. <laughs> Are you speaking from personal experience, CJ?
1: <laughs> Ouch! I am completely brutal. Ben and Baker playing each other last week. Neither he, oh, he really worked God. out. Oh, wow.
3: Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going there, um, in cash. I, I think that there's enough, uh, you know, like higher dollar plays at the flex eligible positions that I don't really, uh, I don't really see myself getting up to seven K for, for my cash quarterback, maybe throughout the course of, of today, I'll, you'll, you guys will talk me into something else, but, um, look, I think last week was sort of, uh, more of a blip on the radar than uh, like what we should be expecting from Rogers. And that's coming from a person who, you know, has pretty much written Rogers off coming into this year. So, um, you know, take it for what it is. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't see myself getting all the way up to him in cash. Um, I could see myself maybe going on the other side and playing Watson if I, if I find the dollars. But um, TJ, what about you? What are you doing with the uh you know Devonte's back now he saw his he saw his ten targets last week looked a little looked a little out of sync i feel uh not that i'm a not that i'm a team watch the tape guy but um he he didn't look uh he looked healthy but he didn't look great um what are you doing with the the skill guys for green bay
1: oh for green bay i'm i mean i may dabble with Adams uh particularly if we see Tanya out. uh I know he had some sort of issue today but I, I'm not playing Rogers under any circumstance even if I give him the tiebreaker with like seven other guys he becomes my seventh best quarterback on the slate <laughs> something like that so yeah I don't think it's particularly close and Houston's a team I want to attack with running backs anyway I I, I don't necessarily want to use quarterbacks uh I'm very lukewarm on wide receivers. So Aaron Jones is a pivot off of uh, another running back that we'll get to at the exact same price uh, just to kind of differentiate. But then uh, the the one play on the Green Bay side that I'm seeing is a little bit sneaky is Jamal Williams as just an off-the-reservation uh, 4K punt at running back that could get you 20 points easily in the matchup. How about you, Sal?
3: I was not mentally prepared for, for a Jamal Williams <laughs> drop. <this early. laughs>
2: well, you know, it's funny. Jamal Williams. Rears I his you your toes, man. <laughs> hey, Jamal Williams rears his uh head every year. You know, it's, he's a, he's a good part of that offense he's no, a good I know part I, of offense he never yeah I, I listen Matt I wasn't thinking about it either I'm not trying to act like you know T, you know TJs on another level over yeah, here. I wasn't thinking about it either for for this week but it is he is correct about uh, attacking this defense um yeah I think that I do expect a bounce back game across the board for Green Bay this week but they're all you have to pay up for everybody right so I don't know that this is the place you go uh as Matt said it to Sean Watson. At six thousand eight hundred dollars isn't a lot cheaper, but um, he's coming off of twenty nine point nine and thirty five points, um, and he went down in price this week after throwing four touchdowns last week. So that's interesting to me. Let's let's get into four and cooks. I mean, dare I say that they're starting to become uh, reliable? The, does does Will Fuller actually have a floor? Uh, at this point, it's it's crazy, but he is uh he is up to sixty eight hundred dollars himself. He's up there now at the top ten wide receivers. But Brandon Cooks at fifty two hundred dollars is still really really nice. TJ.
1: Yeah, these are. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to play much, if any. Houston wide receivers at all. And also, can we call Fuller and Cooks Fuller and Emptier from here on out? That would be better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's the name. <laughs> but but Green Bay is another team where I, I just want to attack with the running back position. And now we're talking about someone I just don't play that I might even play this week, and that's David Johnson. He's only 5,300. You can really get some cheap running backs in there if you fade. Uh, well, we we'll get there. <laughs> there, <laughs> uh there are some options to really get some value at the running back position this week, I think.
2: There is. There's obviously, uh, uh, you know, I'm thinking you're, you're talking about uh, Kamara and uh, and even Henry who's who's up there around this price that you could pivot off those guys because they're going to be owned so much this week. So we'll, we'll get to them. But, you know, David Johnson, he's got a definite four of, of about 12 points this year. So you guarantee 12 points, but that, that doesn't excite me uh, too much. Um, he hasn't really had that ceiling game. Week one, he hit for 19 points, but it's been 12, 11, 13 ever since. And it's been good matchup. So I think there's other better plays for me this week. Uh, Matt, anybody else in this game before we move on?
3: Um, I mean, I just – I'm definitely going to have a lineup with Fuller, Cooks, Watson, and – Aaron Jones, um, somewhere, somewhere in one of my three maxes, uh, that's, that's definitely going to be a thing. Cause I, I don't, I don't really see a scenario, um, where this game is like, you know, just turns into like a, a slop fest and, and I just think there's going to be a ton of points in this game. Um, and I think, I think ownership is going to be, uh, kind of interesting this week, a little flatter maybe than usual, just because of, like you mentioned at the top. These, uh, all these games that are over that are in the 50s, and you have 13 out of the 22 teams implied for 25 points or more. Um, so I think that that probably spreads out ownership a little bit more than, than maybe we think at first glance. And that could just, you know, you, you want to get, you want to get creative. Double stacks aren't going to be typically, uh, that, that popular. And then running it back, um, on the other side, you just get, a good chunk of correlation there so that's that's kind of where i'm at in this game
2: cool the last thing i'll mention is uh you know uh trey burton and irv smith are off this week so in the the ever longing goal to find cheap tight ends downer fells should akins be out again comes in at 4100 he has a touchdown at back-to-back games and he did see seven targets last week so i'm not saying Just plop them in, I'm saying, take a look and consider them. You might have to pay up a little bit at tight end this week. It's not a whole lot of cheapos that are in good positions. Uh, Let's head to the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals with an exactly 50-point implied total here. This is the first rematch game of the season we get, guys. These two teams played back in week two, um, and we saw 65 points between these two teams. In, in that game, so that fifty number is definitely plausible. Uh, first things first, Baker is never an option. Um, I think we all know that. We don't co- we don't go to Baker. Eh, eh, listen, I think it's really Hunt right now. Six thousand eight hundred dollars. He scored twenty four point one DraftKings points in this matchup in week two, and that was with Nick Chubb scoring twenty six point three. There's not a single running back that has stepped up to take significant touches or even do anything with the few touches that they've gotten. So Matt at $6,800, uh, does this, is this scream hunt again in a cash lineup?
3: I mean, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be there. Um, it just, you know, the, the struggles of Baker are, are going to, are going to trickle down, uh, to hunt if they can't sustain drives. Um, so it really depends on what you think this game turns out to be. If you think this game turns out like, you know, the the earlier in the year matchup, then of course, like you would, you would want a piece of it. I don't know that I really want a piece of the of the Cleveland offense, despite what they're implied to score. Um, I think Hunt is probably going to push close to like 20% ownership, and that feels to me like I'm it's going to just be one of those things where i'm like you know if if he beats me after you know being on the field for uh what 30 snaps 30 out of their 48 snaps uh last week it it just seems like he's he's not just he's not Chubb like <laughs> he's they're they're not like just <clears throat> completely pounding the ball with him and he's not really seeing that many targets so like He's just going to struggle to pay off almost $7,000, in my opinion, especially at high ownership. I'm like, whatever. I don't know, TJ. Tell me why Why I'm wrong.
1: Well, I I, I don't want to say that, but I do want to say he's one of, I think, two running backs in a payup spot where if they hit a year without, they will bury you. And he's already hit in this matchup, as Sal said, with Chubb present. I'm not using last week as a baseline. Uh, The Steelers, the Bengals are not. You know, and that was the first time this year the Steelers' defense truly played well. Uh, Baker contributed to that. Obviously, that's a problem going forward. Don't know if it's going to be a problem in this matchup again. Hunt, I want him. I'm going to play a lot of them, and I can't be talked off that ledge. I'll live and die with him this week probably.
2: TJ, before I move over to Cincinnati, you are a Cleveland guy, and I saw Mike Clay put out a tweet that said, because David Njoku asked for a trade, and so did John Ross. Uh, David and Joku for John Ross between these two teams. Don't know that I could see a trade with inside Ohio, but maybe. Would you be down for John Ross, maybe being able to extend the field a little bit for the Cleveland Browns?
1: Well, the thing is, Njoku has some level of ability, so uh, no, I wouldn't be interested
2: in that training That sums up your feelings on John Ross. His ability is to run straight and fast. Always has been. Well, guys, uh, on the other side, we do have uh, Joe Mixon. He did not practice on Wednesday with a foot injury, and that being kind of quiet about the injury, so – at uh, sixty three hundred dollars, we're probably not going to pay up for him this week with the injury. Not that that's a lot of money in DraftKings, but uh, if he doesn't play, does Giovanni Bernard get you excited, Matt? At forty five hundred
4: dollars?
3: I mean, it's a it's a backup running back that is in seven thousand two hundred dollars. So at least <laughs> it's a, at least it's a a better a better decision to be made than last week. <laughs>
1: Even better yet, he's not
3: named Alexander Madison. <laughs> this is true. Um, Yeah, I mean, forty five hundred. Like, who the hell else is, is gonna is gonna touch the ball for Cincy if if Mixon's not out? Now, listen, we we so played
2: J.P. Ryan. He's still in the NFL.
3: <laughs> we played this game a couple weeks ago with Mixon when he popped up on the injury report late, right? And then he ended up having like the best week of uh, of his year. So. um I don't know. I mean, I, I would, I would have a hard time saying no to a forty five hundred dollar uh, running back in cash, if uh, if it comes to that.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, if Mixon's out, Geo is a cash lock and a must use and must use heavily. In turn, he'll be like seventy. I just don't think there's. <laughs> I mean, all cash. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, like the, in, in the hundred dollar double up, he'll no be. Using yeah.
3: Yeah, you can't you can't not do it. And
1: cash, so. I think there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good options on Cincinnati. I think Burrow is a sound cash option at quarterback. I think he's a tournament option. And I think my favorite play on the Cincinnati side this week is T Higgins. He's kind of got this role that's expanding and expanding quickly, and the price is not following in suit.
2: Yeah, he comes in at fifty three hundred, a hundred dollars cheaper than Tyler Boyd, and uh, he's been getting more targets lately. Um, they're kind of like one A and one B right now, but uh, Higgins is getting more of the the red zone targets and just seems to be the bigger play guy. Where Boyd is more more of the possession guy. So twenty one point seven last week for Higgins. So it, it's he's been he's been good. He's been exciting. So um, we're gonna move on, guys, to Carolina and the Saints. Another over fifty total at fifty one. Look, Kamara comes in at seventy nine hundred dollars. Listen, we've said it pretty much every week. You start running backs against Carolina. Um, Michael Thomas is now dealing with a new hamstring issue, on top of the high ankle sprain. So, if Michael Thomas doesn't play this week, Matt, how do you keep how do you keep Alvin Kamara off of your roster?
3: I mean, I I, I don't know how you do it regardless of if, if Michael Thomas <laughs> plays or not um, again, like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do the whole rant, but like, this is just stupid again. Like we, we need to, we, we need to have some decisions to make and having, you know, Christian McCaffrey at 8,200 this week at when he's clearly not going to play and having Alvin Kamara at 7,900, uh, is just the the dumbest possible thing like it makes it it makes it so uh it it makes it just a different uh completely different lineup you don't have to make a decision so um i'm just i'm playing him uh for sure in my cash lineup like no question um and in in my three max uh groups i'm probably gonna have two out of the three lineups with him in it because again you you can like you you can easily do it. You, and especially if, if we get geo too, like you could pay for everybody you want.
2: <laughs> uh, Carolina's given up eight running back receptions, a game on average. <laughs> and all those targets are going to go to one person.
3: Yeah, it's just over. It's just, I, if you're not I, playing I would so much
1: rather Michael Thomas play, because that might keep a quell ownership, at least at some level.
3: Yeah. A little bit. You know?
1: And it's to the point where Latavius is even in play at 4,800. You know, can, can can you win a Millie with two New Orleans backs? I,
3: Only one way I, I to find out. No,
1: either. I can't say no. You know, we'll try.
2: Line them up. We'll Line them up, but let's see.
1: Just it's, with
3: that 10-0 step
1: with both wide receivers. <laughs> Hell
3: yeah. Jam in Latavius and, uh, and Jamal Williams and just watch your potential winnings. Just climb and climb and climb all day. <laughs> Michael Thomas and Matt. the
2: two running backs aside. Oh, ahead, right, TJ. Oh, I, I'm asking Matt
1: who's your cash quarterback is it Teddy or Burrow? Uh
3: at the moment I am I am leaning Burrow just for for volume reasons. Um you know, like that that game was so weird. Uh what what did they play Chicago last week, Carolina? Right, yeah. on Sunday what he completed like 15 passes or something stupid like that was just the weirdest thing I, i'm I'm just thinking that that's like we can we can throw that out but um like burrows gonna throw the ball i don't know what's it what's his low on the year like f- probably somewhere in like the high 30s yeah he's
2: definitely I know what his time. high was against the browns if i recall it was 69 <laughs> <laughs> that's insane just insane um so the two running backs and and the, uh, and the Michael Thomas playing or not playing a side, we'll have to check that out as we get up to game time. Is there anybody else on the New Orleans side? I mean, I, I can't get behind. Even at $4,000, I don't think I want Trey smith near my lineups. So I don't think there's anybody else I'm comfortable with, guys. So anybody before we switch over to the Carolina side?
1: I mean, I mean Cook is always uh, live for multiple touchdowns, but that's –
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's like that's like the ultra leverage. Nobody's really going to play Cook. And if he does figure out a way to score two touchdowns and Kamara doesn't find the end zone, then that's like insane leverage. Um, But that would be like that would be a flyer that that I'm not willing to take at the number of lineups that I'm going to play.
2: All right, well that brings us over to Mike Davis, who you know he had his worst game since becoming the starter with Christian McCaffrey hurt. McCaffrey, as we alluded to, will not be back again for at least another week, maybe two, and and he drops the sixty six hundred dollars. His volume didn't go anywhere; he just didn't have a great week. He still found the end zone once. Uh, so at sixty six hundred dollars, uh, we're getting a steal this week, right? I mean, it's, it's another guy that has been so reliable. One week shouldn't scare us off, TJ.
1: I mean, that's fair. I, I, I'm I, okay with Mike Davis this week. It doesn't feel sexy. I, I I, feel like Carolina on the road at New Orleans. And is this the week New Orleans going to have fans back in the Dome? Is that right?
2: Uh, I think it's later in October. It's yeah. not October, this week. Okay. Oh, October 24th,
1: I believe. I guess that doesn't matter then.
2: But still,
1: even still, with what we expect from Kamara and the game script we're expecting – I I mean, Mike Davis probably needs 11 targets uh, to truly get there. I don't see him getting a ton of carries. I don't see him doing a lot with carries. So on the Carolina side, I just remain interested in the two wide receivers with Teddy. Uh, Neither of them are priced. They're prohibitive at all. And this could be a spot where you see 25 targets between them. So uh, Kamara with a double stack on the Carolina side. I think that's a super sound lineup, even if it is somewhat popular.
2: And you know where you could pay down a tight end this week for a guy going against the worst tight end defense, (laughs) (laughs) $3,000. Well, well, listen, they're close to the worst (laughs) tight end defense (laughs) in the the new Orleans saints. They've given up at least one touchdown every single week to the tight end and two touchdowns to the tight ends in week three. So Ian Thomas at $3,000 is a dart throw, but there's a very realistic chance he at least finds the end zone, map. He already busted against Atlanta. I'm done.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's fine. Uh, I, 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 I won't, I won't be on that. Um, like Davis, like you said, I think that, uh, the, the game script probably, um, I don't know, limits, maybe limits him a little bit. He's going to be pretty owned still, the thing that i'm most curious to see is what their what the ownership actually shakes out to be between davis and kamara because obviously kamara is going to be higher owned but we're really going to see if people are uh you know scared off of playing uh opposing running backs in a spot like this where in theory you would you would like to play either of them in a vacuum but are you are you going to see many lineups with them both um so that might be like the that might be the a, a little bit of a leverage uh play that that could potentially be correlated. Um but yeah, I mean I don't I don't think I'm going uh too far out of my way to prioritize Davis. Like I'd much rather I'd much rather stick with Kamara. And like TJ was saying, like I'm I'm just gonna have so much Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And I think that this week is uh, I wrote it in the article this week. I think that DJ Moore, is, this is going to be like either his top scoring week of the year, or like top two, maybe. Um, I just think he's like primed to actually, you know, score touchdowns and and do things that other wide receivers sometimes do.
1: We saw the finally saw the volume last week, so it definitely encouraged.
2: Yeah. yeah, I believe eleven targets last week, and at fifty six hundred dollars. I mean you you're getting him at his really rock bottomish price. Um guys, let's move over to the the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. Another over 50, 51.5 total on this game. We don't need to rehash what Derrick Henry did last week. He was the chalk play, but he broke the slate uh just he got an extra 13 points in overtime alone. It, it last week. And uh guys, I, I wish that Tennessee would figure out a way to get dump off dump off passes there more often in space because with space, when he gets that head of steam like he did in overtime when he caught a fifty yard pass uh two yards off the line, he's he's really unstoppable. He he would he would be a locked in PPR play every week if they would just get him get him three to five targets a week. And I think that they they they'll have to figure something like that out, but. Uh, at seventy five hundred dollars, don't
1: 000. question elite quarterbacks' <laughs> decision making. Okay, elite quarterbacks get to do what they want.
2: We were all over that last week. We talked about how Tannehill's numbers have been comparable to Mahomes over the last fourteen regular season games, and he did not disappoint last week. And he jumps up to sixty two hundred dollars this week, but uh I don't know if uh, I don't know that I'm scared away against Pittsburgh. This offense, I mean, is Tennessee the best team in the NFL right now, Matt Jones? Do you feel they are the best? all-around team in the nfl
3: i mean besides the giants probably
2: (laughs) (laughs) well old old habits die hard
3: (laughs) our big our big winning streak (laughs) the streak of one yeah no i i mean you can you can make uh you can make cases probably on either side of the ball for other teams but i think all around uh it's pretty hard to to argue that
2: no, well, the last two undefeateds are gonna go at it in this game. So would you uh would you pay up to seventy five hundred? It's not a, the best uh defensive matchup for Derrick Henry this week, but the guy has two touchdowns in each one of the last three games. The offense is built around him. Uh essentially. Would you pay up this week?
3: Yeah, I'm I am uh I'm thinking that he is going to be the lowest uh the lowest owned running back above James Conner. So out of those top five or six guys, there, um, he's going to be low owned despite the, uh, despite you know whatever the the matchup and last week and whatever else, um, he's going to be too low owned. So I, I don't see a situation where I am just completely not playing Derrick Henry this week. I I did a whole rant in my article about uh, about playing him on DraftKings now, and uh, you can uh, you can check that out. I won't I won't su- I won't subject all of you to. My musings on that, but basically, uh, if you're thinking that Dalvin Cook should be in play every week, and he was seeing basically the same amount of targets as Derrick Henry, you can't really say that Derrick Henry is a bad play on DraftKings because of targets.
1: I fully agree with that, but I also don't think Dalvin Cook is a play every week. And we're scripting, we're scripting a play from behind situation well then neither i mean dalvin cook is not in play and then derrick henry
3: likewise well i'm I'm referring to last week if we're plugging and playing as dalvin cook's backup and then yeah that 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 line of thinking uh just sort of sort of didn't work and people were like railing against it uh like dalvin cook is some like target hog or something
2: it's Wednesday, and Matt has the article taken care of already. Right? It's a good week when Matt is. Uh, sometimes he will come in here, and he'll be like, "I haven't even started it this week." I. It's.
3: You're it's, you're making you're making some large assumptions right now. <laughs> um, I I am I am it's, through I am through this game of there's the a arc.
2: framework in place. Okay, there's a framework in place. <laughs> the, rest,
3: the rest of this I haven't looked at, so we'll see what happens. The rest of the show. Uh, tj talk to me about
2: the the passing game on the tennessee side before we move over to pittsburgh we talked we touched talk, we talk on Tannehill, a.j brown he's jumped up to 6300 this week still very reasonable for a guy who is basically the only healthy target on the offense right now outside of the three thousand dollar Frisker. who and what it, what could it have been for janu last week if he only said in the whole game but uh talk oh, to me man. about these passing targets
1: Hold on a second. Has who ever been a better pass catcher than Ferkser? I, I don't I, know. I, I mean, don't, I don't I, know. I'm probably 90% serious when I say that. It's just a guy I've always watched. Like, why in the hell does he not get more targets? Yeah. All the guy does is produce. Well, you know, we finally saw it last week, and he put up a, a damn monster. And I was expecting them to go, you know, maybe 3,800, 4,000 this week, especially who's still banged up. So Ferkser is obviously the best pass-catching option on the Tennessee side. I don't know how popular he'll be. How many people are actually going to trust Ferkser in lineups here? I don't think it's going to happen. But uh,
3: He'll be, like, under 2% owned.
1: Right? So I, I i i have him as my top tight end play if I'm ranking them on the slate. So it, it's going to be a long, terrible week for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, uh, like you said, A.J. Brown is probably the only other guy you, you can put in there. I mean, are you going to play Khalif Raymond? I'm not. Uh, are,
2: are you going to play Khalif Raymond, Matt? No. Corey Davis is off the COVID list, and he goes right back to the bench. We don't play him either. That's um, it. Let's hit Pittsburgh, and um, well, hey, the get, good
1: news for Corey Davis is he's still better than John Ross out of that same draft
2: class. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, and uh, they both went in the first round. Did they not? Ju- I know that. I know the Corey Davis. Did John Ross was a first rounder as well? Correct. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. top top ten as top well. 10. If I recall correctly, and Mike Dubs was the other one, and we'll get to
2: him. Well, let's let's get to the Pittsburgh. Let's get to the passing game first. Um I, I, So. We have these conversations in the group chat, and I had six lineups that went over 172 points last week, and I didn't put any of them in the listener league. I put in one that scored 90 points. For some reason, one had Ben Roethlisberger as the quarterback because I tried to just be different in that league and figure differentiate uh, from you guys if you're in there. I know Matt was in there this week, and it it bombed. So I'm here to say never play – uh, ben Rothersberger, but I think we could play both of these wide receivers this week at, at this price. It's $5,700 and at $4,200 for Deontay Johnson. TJ's eyes are bolting out of his head, man. I want to let him talk. Go ahead. Unmute yourself. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to put the maloikin
1: on him again this week. I'm just not going to say a word. All right. You know, the louder <laughs> I, know I scream and yell about, about him. Him, Yeah, I can't even. I, I'm only saying him. I'm only saying him forty-two hundred. I'm not just not gonna put the miliken on him again. I'm just gonna put him in every last one of my lineups again.
2: <laughs> I, I'm I'm there with you. I, I'm not down. I'm, I'm just saying I'm gonna have somewhere I play both of them. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna have some some guys on a Tennessee side in there as well. I'm gonna stack in this game and h- hope for the best. We we, we won't can... say his name. We won't say his it, name.
3: This is it. The those two. And you got Tanny, Henry, and Ferkser. and you just you get ready to uh, you call your accountant, get them ready, let them know that uh, you're gonna have to pay some taxes this year. That's all you got to do. Well, I would be
2: I would be privileged to pay.
1: You gotta you gotta get that pivot lineup in there with Ben too, though.
3: Perfect. Oh, he hasn't yeah. had
1: you a could, six TD game in a while. That'd be fine. Hey, he hasn't had a six TD game in a while, and this could be a six TD game.
3: Hey, I'm I'm ready. Right. I mean, I'm not even
1: kidding. So I'm just trying to figure out this Pittsburgh wide receiver pricing. The wide receiver one is priced as the wide receiver three. The wide receiver two is priced as the wide receiver one. And the wide receiver three is priced as the wide receiver two. Am I seeing this correctly?
3: Yeah. Uh, TJ, okay. some it, it, some TJ's been. <laughs> stadium where they mix the cups up with the, you try to find the ball.
2: Keep your. TJ's been clear on his feelings about Juju. and He's driving him home. But I think. It's pretty obvious uh, which huge I mean, role is on this team, but it's not—it's uh, not a top passing option.
3: No, it's—it's it's five yards in standstill, basically. I don't know if you guys uh, sub to uh, Ben Gretch's uh, Ceiling signals, the—the the newsletter that he has, but uh, he and Rich Rebar were talking about um, maybe a, a Hakeem mix comp there, where. Uh, Break out super young, everybody loves it, and then it just never happens again and and that might that might be Juju's path, unfortunately, <laughs> it's certainly not happening this week.
1: Has anyone ever seen Trent Richardson and Juju in the same room?
2: <laughs> I think I know what I'm going as for Halloween me and me and my buddy. We're going to be the two of them in the same room and send a picture to t j
3: the ghost of Juju. <laughs>
2: one one last thing fuller and cooks in this matchup last week went for 24 and 22 so both of those wide receivers are in a spot to hit and uh the weekly reminder that eric ebron is priced at four thousand and always has a chance of scoring a touchdown and doing well in soft offer. so not the worst play
3: i think i think we got to leave that alone for now
2: <laughs> walk away matt says walk away all the first all the first yeah
3: for i mean give, give me first sir uh, 10 times out of 10 over Ebron right now. I don't know what the hell's going on with Ebron.
2: Guys, we got one more game before we hit the halfway point, and Matt does the reads. Uh, TJ got nervous thinking it was the last game in the slate. Now Matt's got to read some stuff. It's an over 45. Here's what I'm going to say about Buffalo and New York. I don't want to play anybody in this game personally because I feel like it's going to be very similar to what happened in Miami last week where they just get up and they're going to probably arrest some guys or or scale it back. And you think, oh, that might be a great spot for the running backs, but... If it was a great spot last week for Miles Gaskin, it would have really paid off for me because it was the one guy in that late slate where if he would have just hit, I'm sure other people had him. I'm sure the percentage was up there. But that would have brought me up if he just – he had so many points early in that game, and then we just didn't see anything else out of him. And I fear that that's what's going to happen again this week. So, TJ. Hey, Sal, that
1: last Fitzpatrick pick. That cost Gaskin the bonus, uh, that cost John Proctor a Q ticket. So he was with you. Oh, there,
2: oh my God. It's it's so uh, that game was so bad. And listen, while we're on the topic, um this I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. We all have to watch a play. We've talked about it on this show, but for a pure football move, the dolphins are making the right decision now to get to uh, the invaluable time on the field. It, the, the goal is not to go nine and seven, make the playoffs to get eliminated in the first round. This team has a future going into next year and the year after. I actually like what Flores is doing there. And I've seen so many takes on Twitter about how this is, oh, it doesn't make sense. Stop thinking with a fantasy football mind when it comes to NFL football.
1: I think Bill O'Brien would disagree with you so. Well, put
2: that out there. I'm in good company. I'm in good company then. <laughs> Matt, anybody I mean I wrote jets and I just wrote ha 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 like 20 times. Uh, I, I put no uh, except for the fact that Crowder got – the type of game that Every Matt week loves.
1: play Crowder you, you have to refer to him by his first name every week is his first <laughs> he, name.
2: every, every but, week play He missed practice with a groin injury today and he had he had a Matt Jones love 7-48 last week Matt I'm yeah,
3: 13 target I'm <laughs> <on> 13 <laughs> targets
2: <laughs> So either one We're of you guys c- can you find anybody in he his He was name? in my
3: cash lineup so I knew that was going to happen
2: no, CJ. We saw the hoop with the Kavoyka on him. Well, hey, how did Crowder do in the first
1: matchup with Buffalo this year? I'm just curious. I, I don't know if I remember.
2: Was it 13 targets
1: in that game? It might have been 13 it? targets for 7 one, fifteen, and one
3: Yeah, and he got 80% of those yards on one catch.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> they still got the same. I'll just say this. Um,
4: uh, you-
2: Joe Flacco is still quarterbacking this week, I think. No, yeah. Darnold's practicing today, so. I saw. I they're not they're gonna update on a daily basis. There's a possibility Donald plays. We'll see. But uh um, still don't
1: think it matters. I mean doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean for Crowder it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. He's just gonna get peppered and peppered and peppered.
2: He definitely does. Well and they and would say
1: probably so you know.
2: Just check the groin injury as we get up to game time on that one, guys, and make sure he's actually going to be in there because the Jets do stupid things. Maddie, it's up to you, pal.
3: All right. We are going to uh, take a quick break to tell you about our sponsors tonight. Our first sponsor, Pepsi, is back. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league. The League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Whether you're sitting on the couch waiting for Eric Ebron to score a touchdown for once, or you're waiting for the Giants to put two wins together, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi is made for football watching. And our other sponsor is indeed tonight. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer that you are going to find anywhere from Indeed. So go right now and go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. The offer is valid through the end of 2020. All right, let's get uh, let's get back into this here and talk about a game that we might actually want to talk about.
1: Yeah, this oh, is another... on indeed. Though. The Jets are going to need to be hiring soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they catch.
2: Jets can hire from and, uh, and patricia has gone
3: too. Maybe this is a good uh, sandwich spot for the for the thats
2: What if Detroit wins this week? Would they still? So that's the game we're up to. It's Detroit and Atlanta, and at a fifty-six point five, I expect a lot of people to be building around this game as well. Uh, Let's start with a guy that if you had him in your lineups, I'd definitely like to shake your hand. Um, I know that Peter Overzet did make the call on DeAndre Swift this past week. Uh, All I kept hearing after the game was, all right, he had the yardage, he had the touchdowns, but the volume wasn't really there. But he did get 14 carries and four targets. That's pretty good volume. And I understand Adrian Peterson got 15 carries and the touchdown as well. But listen, 14 and four is nothing to sneeze about in today's NFL. And he produced. Was it more than a hot hand situation this week, Matt? Is it sustainable? Um, You're going to find Swift anywhere near lineups
3: this week? I mean, I'm not. Uh, He he was was only on the field for 29 out of their 77 uh, snaps last week. Obviously, they prioritized getting the ball to him when he was actually on the field. Uh, which is a good sign. Don't get me wrong, but I think that just the, the presence of Adrian Peterson is going to be, uh, you know, just enough to, to sort of keep him uh, out of being super useful, at least over the next couple of weeks. If he has another high efficiency week like that, and Matt Patricia, you know, gets the, uh, gets the, the hard eye emoji about Deandre Swift, then maybe they, uh, they send Peterson out to pasture, but I I don't feel I don't feel confident for sure not putting him in cash and I don't really I don't know like TJ how many how many lineups would you have to make to include DeAndre Swift in your build? I'm curious.
1: I think this week twenty, but I mean that would mean just one or two. Uh so yeah
3: that's what I mean. So like yeah, if if yeah, you're I if you're playing twenty times. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm just I'm making seven lineups. I'm not going to I'm not going to have any of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he if he keeps doing this and his role grows a little bit, even if you, we just see an uptick in his snap percentage, I think that there's probably a case to be made for him, you know, in the in the coming weeks. But I don't I it just feels kind of chasey to me. I don't know.
2: Well, let's go to the passing game for Detroit. Uh, Matt Stafford, again, this is a fantastic matchup, $6,500. He hasn't produced great in these matchups yet this year. Um, Kenny Galladay, $6,700. He has not seen elite target numbers. He's made a lot happen with a little. TJ, any chance that it, it, you see an uptick in those targets this week? Would you stack? Are you interested in a Kenny Galladay, Matt Stafford stack this week?
1: Yeah, I very much am, and I'm kind of in love with Galladay this week. Just for whatever reason, he hasn't seen that 11-13 target game. Last week, what was it, five? I mean, the game just was in hand, and they didn't need him. It was six, sorry. But, I mean, he still got the yardage bonus with six targets. He – Was not fully assimilated that first game, yet he still hasn't had less than, uh, I believe, 17 DK in a single week. That smash game is coming, and I definitely don't want to miss out when it comes. And, well, they're playing the Falcons this week. And you asked to stack with Stafford, yes, please. And, I mean, I almost, I, I think you have to swallow the gross pill of playing some Hawkinson this week as well.
2: You know, I, I said Hawkinson last week is touchdown dependent, and and he scored a touchdown. He still only ended up with nine point seven. It, I don't. It's I, I get it because of what this game is and because of what that Falcons tight end defense is. This is probably the week to take that leap. Five thousand dollars is a decent amount for a guy who's been putting out that kind of production. But, uh, Matt, I, I think I'll probably find a way into a, at least a double stack for me. <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs>
3: Hawkinson is just is just Ebron who's happened to to score. They're just like, just the worst. I, I hate both of those guys. Um, what? Just yeah, because I, the
1: Lions draft to tight end in the first round, you automatically hate them, huh?
3: Um. Yeah. Now, I I think that I will probably have Galladay and more in every single one of my lineups this week. Um, you know, Galladay, we're we're telling a different story uh, if he doesn't get tackled on the one like he did last week. Um, you know, that, that touchdown breaking 20 points for the first time this year would have been, uh, I think his ownership would be, would be even higher than it's, than it's projected to be at this point. Um, so I'm just, I'm really just going to prioritize getting Galladay into, uh, as many lineups as I can fit him in. I think 6,700 while it's not, it's not cheap. I think for for his ceiling, like if he does put together, you know, a two touchdown game like he's just he's going to break the slate. So I, I'm OK eating a little bit of that chalk and I'll figure out the rest of my lineup, um, you know, how to differentiate somewhere else.
1: What's the what's the pricing on Galladay and Swift look like if uh, Galladay has a touchdown and Swift has one fewer? Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And well, Swift
3: well. got that touchdown that golly, they should have had, like it's an actual one for yeah, one. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, TJ had forty four hundred dollars. He hasn't gotten a job done, but you're gonna throw Marvin Jones in there somewhere this week just because it could happen at any time.
1: Hey, quit blaspheming, cut it out. Dude's cooked.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <okay>. Last time <laughs> I called somebody cooked, it was Brandon Cooks, and then he smashed so go play Marvin Jones I guess all
3: the Jones I mean Marvin Jones has has put up a couple of uh a couple of Crowder lines five targets for eight yards last week
2: <laughs> Don't get TJ upset don't get him upset. <laughs> that's a Crowder possession <laughs> that's one drive <laughs> all right guys let's hit Atlanta um Julio is amazing because he is just an unbelievable specimen and wide receiver when he can find his way to the field. And he comes back and smashes last week. I had him in one lineup and early that lineup was looking real good, but it faded because it had Daniel Jones, a quarterback, (laughs) but it was, it was looking good early, but uh, he didn't practice today because of the hamstring again, which is typical maintenance day, I guess for Julio Ridley is at $7,200. He was limited today with an elbow issue, but uh, Matt, these guys both produce when they're on the field, they both produce. So are you scared away by the possibility that they, they're, they don't finish the game or you get in one of these two in your lineup?
3: No, I mean, I think, I think we, we want pieces of this game. Um, and it's, it's a real, real hard sell to just be like, nah, I'm good. on I'm good on Atlanta wide receivers. Even though Matt Ryan is, is uh, maybe just completely uh Completely gone. Like that—that that touchdown pass to Julio, where he like approached the line and like backed up, might have been the most awkward, least athletic thing that I've ever seen in my life. Like that was the most ridiculous play. He literally looked like he had never played football before when he did that. It was the funniest thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have exposure to, uh, to both of them. What about yeah, was- you, DJ? Yeah,
1: I, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm going to get to the point where I just make Ryan lineups and use both in the same lineup and then figure it out. But uh, I definitely want to make a lot of lineups with one or the other. And you mentioned all the pieces and parts in this game. and There's two more that we haven't touched on. It seems like Russell Gage actually does better just having both Julio and Ridley on the field. I know it didn't translate to like a big game last week, but I think it was 10 or 11 DK, something like that. And Gurley... Is still seeing all the touches and it puts him in play. And I, I've just mentioned David Johnson and Todd Gurley on the same slate.
3: I disavow. And I disavow I mean,
2: Todd Gurley.
3: I don't want to. I don't want to be
1: bathed and sulfuric acid.
2: <laughs> Twenty carries and four targets. You can't deny, like TJ saying, you cannot deny the the usage. Um, he didn't have great totals last week, but.
3: 20 carries for 47 yards. Well,
2: if if Julio could just get tackled at the one, if we're good. We're golden. I mean, we could we could bank on that, can't we? There's no one better in the league at that. (laughs) He really is. It's his job.
3: It's quite literally. If I I play Julio this week, that's gonna happen. So I'll I'll tweet it out about playing Julio so you can get your girly leverage in.
2: Uh, only other thing, I saw a tweet out there today. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I will tell you that Matt Ryan's numbers are substantially better with Julio Jones in a lineup. Uh, this year 335 yards and I believe 3.3 touchdowns a game when Julio actually plays, as opposed to under half a touchdown a game and 100 and change yardage wise. So if Julio's there, we might want to build around uh Matt Ryan in a couple of those lineups this week, TJ. Uh, listen, next game up. The, the, the woeful Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team with a 46 number. Hey, listen, we can look at the Cowboys one of two ways. Uh, one way is I'm not touching any of these guys because it's a train wreck right now. And I, I want to be off of them. But we could also look at it as those wide receivers could break this slate. If Andy Dalton finds a little bit of that old Andy Dalton, I don't want to call it magic, but ability. I think nobody's going to be playing these guys this week. I think the ownership is going to be low. It's a payup uh on this slate when you could get guys like uh, 4,200, man. I won't say his name so to keep TJ safe. But uh, you can get guys at that price. It's a pay-up to get 6,900 for Cooper and sixty-five for Lamb. But Gallup at 4,600 and Schultz at 3,900, it, it's I, – I, I may be crazy, but I think I'm going to have some lineups built around this game just because I think people are going to be off of it. Are, are you waiting okay. for someone
1: to concur? <laughs> we'll, take the,
2: we'll take the check. We'll take the check, guys. Are you ready? We're done here. I'm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm looking at Dallas, and I don't want to play anyone at Washington. Nobody does. That's why
1: I want to play them. I mean, I just don't think this game is going to be anything resembling a shootout. I don't think Washington. They're, they're not necessarily a defense I want to attack at any level. Um. The, the case I could, I could help you make is the Dallas defense as a whole is so bad that even a Kyle Allen-led Washington team will drop 38 on them. And I think half of me believes under that. On that. What's that? Can I take the
3: under on you know, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, part of me truly <laughs> believes that. But, I, I mean, holy shit, we saw last week. I, I don't know if something's going to fall into place, but, okay, now you want to play Dalton.
2: Who do you play him with, Sal? You, oh, I didn't, you, I didn't you, say I want to play You pick Dalton. out a
1: wide <laughs> receiver here.
2: <laughs> well, listen, Gallup was targeted four times in a red zone and dropped <laughs> in end zone. But here's what I'm saying to you, TJ. It's the contrarian play is what I'm saying to you, right? I agree with everything you're saying. I am not coming before any of you this week and saying you need to build around this game. I'm saying – I've been doing uh, 20 lineups a week. I gotta build one. I'm gonna build one around this game because you never know. This should be a better offense than it is. And if it happens to hit, if it happens to be where that Dallas defense plays as poorly as it's played, and J.D. McKissick, my man, <laughs> puts up some numbers. That was that was for my own benefit. Um, if Washington's able to put up some points behind Kyle Allen, I got I threw up my mouth a little bit saying it. I'm not gonna lie. I want to be there for the possibilities, Matt.
3: I mean, the 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 correlation play that would just... Like, you could eat whatever the hell chalk you wanted to eat uh, because it's going to be solo owned would just be to play McLaurin and Gallup and then just do whatever the hell else you want with the rest of the lineup as far as ownership goes. Like, that would... I think that would be the play. Like, McLaurin has... <clears throat> mclaurin has the fifth most targets uh among wide receivers and he's 139th in fantasy points over expectation per game like he just doesn't score any touchdowns uh so you know like we're if we're gonna just chase the volume uh he saw 12 targets last week and um uh, he he's what to he go seven for 70 something uh and no touchdown. And if he scores a touchdown, we are probably talking about him in a different way. But he's going to be reasonably, definitely single digit owned, uh, reasonably low owned, and then Gallup's going to be, you know, like three and a half percent or something stupid. So um, that would be the differentiator. Uh, Again, I I make seven lineups. I'm not playing. I'm not playing Gallup. But
1: (laughs) I just got a text from Christian Kirk. He said he's playing McLaurin this week.
2: Oh, so nice. Solid. C- C- Christian I think that's our next game. That's up. The Arizona Seattle game. Let's jump to it. Uh, we gotta get a move on here as we've uh, we've enjoyed ourselves talking this week. Seattle and Arizona, Matt, you you have brought up the rotaviz uh pace app, app often. And I took a look at it today. And Seattle gives up 75 plays a game. That's the worst in the NFL, and Arizona gives up 70. That's the third worst in the NFL. This game is going to have all of the fireworks. It's, who are we not playing? Is it easy to just say, hey, don't play the defenses and find parts of this game and every other possible way to get into your lineup this week, Matt?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess we I guess we thought that about Arizona and Dallas on Monday, and that <laughs> didn't really work out too Somebody, well. Somebody, one team showed up. Um Yeah, I mean, like, I hate to just be like, do whatever you want, but like you could, you could mix and match, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the flex eligible guys and play either quarterback and feel real, real nice about your lineup. Um, I don't know, TJ, maybe you have a a strong take on, uh, somebody who's just head and shoulders above the rest. Like Deandre Hopkins is 8,200. He's the most expensive guy, uh, on the slate, I believe. Um, are you are you willing to pay up for that or are you looking at some of the the secondary options there?
1: I mean, this is a game like you so said, you're mixing and matching everyone in, you know, everyone of substance, I guess. Uh, when, when considering pricing, I think my favorite plays in the game are Lockett and Carson. Um but it th- there's not just huge separation between one guy to the next. It's however game flow plays out, somebody's gonna smash. And I don't think we're going to see Nuke kind of get shut out again because he just wasn't needed last week. What did Kyler complete? Nine passes? Great job, Dallas. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Kenyon Drake's still 4,800. I mean, people aren't going to play him? Are people going to just still hate him, not play him? I, I, I don't I don't think there's going to be ownership there. And, I mean, is there a better ceiling considering pace of the game. I mean, of any back not named Kamara.
2: Yeah. And he, and he got the touches uh, over chase Edmonds where it looked like it was starting to go to a 50, 50 split. It went back the other way. Uh, Monday night, to Drake, and he produced, and uh, his I, I heard that his mother reached out to him and asked him if he was going to hit the holes instead of running horizontally this week. And uh, he said it hits you kind of hard when your mama calls you out like that. So, listen, if more of these NFL players, mothers could call them up and do that, that'd be great. I like the call on Chris Carson. Listen, at $6,400, the only week that he wasn't at 19 points and above was the week that he got injured against Dallas and had to leave the game early. Uh, but he's been 19, 19, 24, 25 in the other game. So I do like the Carson call. Um any any other calls in this game before we head over to Kansas City and Denver.
1: Isabella 140 yards and two scores on
2: three targets. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely plausible. We saw so you mentioned Christian Kirk. He was the one who saw that this past week. Yep. I could absolutely see he well, and he was playing off of him. They were using uh, Isabella as the decoy on that deep touchdown. And it works, and we could see it go the other way this week. Um, all right, let's Kansas City, Denver, a low total of forty-seven. It's crazy that that's low, uh, but that's low in today's NFL. And it, I'm gonna be honest with you, this one here feels like I don't want to pay up for the parts of the passing game outside of maybe uh, Demarcus Robinson, who played sixty-nine snaps last week to Tyreek Hill's sixty-eight. And he comes in at thirty four hundred dollars, so he's a sneaky play for me. I don't know if I want to pay up for anybody else, um, but you know, Matt, if Le'Veon Bell plays at forty four hundred dollars, do you think it's, they're just going to try to prove a point this week with him? And is he worth going to in his first week in Kansas City?
3: I mean, I'm not. <laughs> um, I who the hell knows what's what's going to end up happening there um i'm not i'm not willing to to spend american dollars to find out this week uh if if levy bell finds a way to uh to beat me i might just close up shop and uh, and retire from from dfs entirely so we'll see what happens but um yeah i think i think if he plays uh like I, I just have no interest in, in finding out uh whether that's whether that's gonna be a thing or not. I think you can play any of the the usual suspects for Kansas City as far as pass catchers go, um and and be fine. And I'm not playing any any uh Denver Broncos. What about yeah, you, TJ?
2: I'm off the Broncos too. Yep.
3: They're gonna score like eleven points. I think
1: Melvin's in play. Uh I mean especially if we get the game script we think we're gonna get. Oh, you basically going to get their wide receiver one. <laughs> He's got to be the top target getter, right, if Kansas City's blowing him out. Um, on the Kansas City side, though, and I guess this is just narrative-based, but I'm thinking back to last season where early in the season, Kelsey was just a little bit unsteady, and he wasn't just thought of as an every-week play. I feel like it's happening just a little bit earlier this year where he's just going to smash every week and he's already getting there. And it seems like it's just game script independent that he's just going to hit. I mean, he doesn't need the volume. He's clearly their red zone, their their score, the touchdown guy option. I mean, it doesn't have to be in the red zone, but uh, yeah, especially when we talked about how there's, Very little at tight end this week that looks truly attractive. Uh, The safety of Kelsey there and the ceiling combined, I I think uh, that's my favorite play on the Chiefs side and in this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Kelsey was my showdown captain in that Monday uh, double up. So that explains why I was able to cash in that one. Another two touchdowns at him. So don't hate that at all. Let's head over to San Francisco and New England. 45 points. We're getting even lower here. We're getting into the – the thick of it now listen cam at 63 6, 6 he was not pretty uh this past week um people will probably be off of him i will probably be off of him as well there's not a whole lot i like on the new england side um on on these i don't really like a whole lot on the san francisco side this week aside from Ayuk and debo because you got a lot of people injured in the running back position in San Francisco. We saw Jermichael Hasty make an appearance, and he might get some runners. And he looked like he had explosiveness. But I think they'll you'll see a lot more carries, uh, not a lot more to Ayuk and Debo over the running backs, but more this week out of those two guys than you even normally see. And at 4,100 for Ayuk and 5,000 for Debo, if I'm attacking in this game at all, that's probably the place I'm going to attack, Matt.
3: Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I I think McKinnon is in play um, slightly, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going out of my way to get uh, many pieces of of this game. What about you, TJ?
1: I've got one player written down on the whole game, and it's Debo. Um, I think he's the top volume getter, whether that be shovel passes or not. Uh, <laughs> still PPRs, and you mentioned the running back situation. Even if it's, you know, motion shovel passes, uh, just bubble screens, that sort of thing, the run after the catchability he has is huge. And yeah. they scheme the offense through it. And I, I, I really don't want to play any tight ends against New England. So it kind of takes, knocks Kittle down. It's just, uh, I guess, process of elimination. Somebody's going to do something. So Debo just seems like a decent enough value. But uh, like you said, the game's completely unattractive.
2: All right, well, that's going to bring us to the last one on the slate. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles Chargers at a 49 total. Justin Herbert has gotten better each week. $6,400 this week, Matt. He's um, He's got to be on a radar somewhat for cash games. I know you probably have some other guys in mind, but $6,400, you feel like he's trustworthy at this point after a, a few good performances and a four-touchdown game in his last one
3: yeah yeah. I mean, I guess i I think that um this could be potentially a different a different game script than where he's sort of had to had to smash to try and keep up um you know, his what i think all of his starts have been losses, if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: Ah uh, yes, they have oh and four
3: so uh, i mean, it's it's kind of hard to project out and say, Oh, well, you know, if, if they're, you know, if they actually win by more than a touchdown is, is he still going to throw, you know, 35 ish passes. Um, I think he's, I think he's fine. Uh, if you're, if you're going to stack him up with, uh, with the area, yards, God, Mike Williams. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a ton of interest here. Uh, and I know TJ is uh, is chomping at the bit to uh, reiterate my Williams take. So go ahead, tell us, tell us why well, forty seven. For- I,
1: I mean, I love this ever. player. You know, I, I love the player, and I'm glad he's finally, finally doing what he's supposed to do. I mean, did you know in games with Justin Herbert, he averages five for one hundred nine and two? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Air yards. God is the absolute way to describe it. And, you know, Herbert tried to do that with Keenan Allen. It was maybe a godsend that he had to try it with someone else. And the results are just, are just huge. Uh, Keenan Allen fit well with Phillip Rivers and his limitations, but Herbert doesn't have those limitations. So if you want to see this passing offense go, now you need a different type of player. And Mike Williams is that type of player. And on the other side of the ball, there's another there's another super attractive wide receiver. He saw 14 targets last week. Um, it's not Jameson Crowder, by the way. It's DJ Chark. Uh, he had what seven for 45 on 14. Good job, Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's he's only 5500. I mean, we are talking about uber mega ceilings here. That I I don't know if you're gonna play these guys in cash, but they are absolutely them uh, in the tournaments, especially we're making a lot
3: of lineups yeah together too uh yeah, yeah absolutely
2: <laughs> absolutely man i i think you gotta find uh, keelan cole's been pretty you know good on on a he's been the most consistent wide receiver probably in that offense as far as putting up points this year the other two guys are better than keelan cole but he's seeing targets and he's producing so i like uh Ch- chanel's a little bit banged up Uh, with a hamstring so you got to check him shark is not even a hundred percent but I think he'll be back out there this week but I I think you have to find Keelan Cole there and a couple if you do and you know multi-entry throw him in a couple lineups Um, let's talk Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson Josh Kelly comes in at fifty one hundred dollars and Justin Jackson comes in two hundred dollars cheaper and flat out just looked better got more carries and got more targets and uh, I don't I don't think I'd pay for Kelly when I could get the guy who looked better is a little bit more experienced on offense. It sucks for me because I have Kelly in so much season long where I do need him. But uh in, in uh DFS this week, I think I gotta lean on Justin Jackson in this game, Matt.
3: Yeah. Um I I think that's I think that's probably right. I don't know that uh I'm going to I'm definitely not going to play uh either of them in cash but um, I definitely think that uh, you should be considering Jackson. Like he, I mean, like you said, he does have sort of you know the the familiarity and everything else. But like they, they clearly made a uh, made it a priority to uh, to get him involved. And I think that that at that price, um, you know, if the if the Chargers put up twenty eight points there's a pretty good chance that he has a solid game. So um, I'm definitely with that. The other thing I just wanted to mention, and I never, I never ever talk about defenses, but I do think that the chargers are one of the the better plays um, on the slate this week, as far as defense goes.
1: Fully agree with that. I don't think uh, I can get to either charger running back, which I would want to do playing their defense, but <laughs> The defense is great.
2: All right, guys. Well, I think we've touched on all of it. We've gotten in a, in a nice, neat, tidy 70 minutes. Not too bad, Matt. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us again. This is On The Daily DFS. You can find us on Twitter at on the Daily, uh, DFS, And you can find me at SalidoFF, at Matt Jones, TFR, and at TJ Calkins as well. We'll be here every week helping you get into the green. See you guys at a week.